15 Nisan, Tesvav Nisan, Tzadik, His Praise, 245, Chanukah 5563, 1802. The Rebbe said, I am a most beautiful and amazing tree with the most amazing branches, and down below I am literally beneath the ground. 246. Rabbi Leib of Dubrovner, the father of Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac, who was the Rebbe's son-in-law, had been to see the Rebbe. When he went to the Rebbe to take his leave, the Rebbe said, I have a daughter in Kremenshug. Send her my regards, and tell her she has a father who is unique, uniqueness which has never before been paralleled, nor will it ever be. If I wanted to reveal something of myself, the whole world would come running after me, but I do not want to. I myself once heard the Rebbe say in a voice trembling with emotion, You surely know what the world is like now. If the world were not like it is, I would surely be a unique figure. In other words, if it were not for the gross materialism of the world today, which so obscured and concealed his light, everyone would see how utterly exalted a figure he was and recognize his uniqueness. 247. Once, the Rebbe was sitting with the saintly Maggid of Taravitsa. Apparently, it was on Shabbat during the third meal. The Rebbe tugged the Maggid's beard affectionately and said, A figure like me there's never yet been in all the world. Editor's Note There is no need to ask what about the patriarchs, Moses, etc. For who can understand the inner meaning of the Rebbe's remark? Taking it quite literally, his meaning would seem to be that there had certainly never yet been so revolutionary a figure on so awesome and exalted a plane, and with such a unique combination of revealed and concealed features, etc. Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom, His Wisdom, 101 This world never goes exactly the way a person wants. If he ignores his true purpose and seeks worldly pleasure, he will then find only a world filled with suffering. He will constantly encounter trouble and anxiety, and through it all will have nothing to console him. If, however, you believe in the truth and look forward to the world to come, you have a very good life. You know that all things are good. Even your suffering is for the best, either to remind you to repent or to atone for your sins in order to attain the everlasting good of the world to come. The sins and other wrongs you may have committed may cause you great anguish, and you may suffer because of your regret. Still, this is for your good. It is written, The fear of God increases days. Proverbs 10.27 the pain of regret is not evil. It increases your days and adds to your life. On the other hand, a person's troubles and anxieties shorten and destroy his life. Therefore, the secularists have no life since their troubles and anxieties destroy it completely. But the fear of God increases days. When a person's apprehensions and concerns stem from his fear of God, they actually add to his life. You may feel pained when you regret your sins. You may contemplate God's greatness and cringe because of your wrongdoings. Or you may recall that God punishes and tremble with anxiety. Whatever the case, your suffering comes from your fear of God and is included in the verse, the fear of God increases days. The suffering and anxiety adds to your life. The Alphabet Book Money A. 19 Whoever breaks his desire for food merits beautiful dwellings. 20. Providing a person with his livelihood is as difficult a miracle as splitting the Red Sea. It is even more difficult than bringing the final redemption, and twice as difficult as the miracle of childbirth. 21. Once a person has been put in charge of the public's welfare, he becomes wealthy. 
22. The incense offering brought wealth to the one who burnt it in the temple. 23. You need not worry that someone will interfere with your livelihood. Against his will, he will call you by name for you to take what is rightfully yours. 24. There are four things that cause a man of means to lose his wealth. Delaying to pay his workers' salaries, outright refusal to pay their wages, shirking an obligation and instead placing the burden on someone else, and a haughty spirit. 25. A change of place and a change of name improve one's livelihood. Kitsulikute Maharan, 1. Lesson number 62. God led the people roundabout. Exodus 13, 18. 1. When Jews eat, a face-to-face unification is effected between the Holy One, blessed be He, and the Divine Presence. However, this eating must be of food that has already been refined of the forces of impurity that were mixed in with it as a result of Adam's eating from the Tree of Knowledge. This is because eating food that contains an admixture of good and evil can cause a person to sin, and sin causes a separation between the Holy One, blessed be He, and the Divine Presence. 2. Food is refined and purified through faith, and when a person's faith is complete and intact, his eating can produce a unification of the Holy One, blessed be He, and the Divine Presence. This phenomenon is is described by the phrase, and nourish faith, Psalms 37.3, that is, the aspect of eating through faith. 3. It is a great mitzvah for, for a person to hone his intellect and to attain a full and clear understanding of those things which God placed within the grasp of the human intellect, as implied in the dictum, Know how to answer a heretic, Avot 2.14. However, there are questions whose solutions are beyond the ken of the human intellect, and their answers will be revealed only in the future. A person is forbidden to delve into these questions, and anyone who relies on his own intellect and does investigate them, of this it is written, All those who come to her will not return. Proverbs 2.19 For when it comes to this type of question, it is forbidden to rely upon one's intellect. Rather, a person should establish himself solely upon faith. 4. Even regarding those questions which do have answers that the mind can grasp, at times the pathways of the intellect are blocked, and a person does not know how to refute the atheism and doubts in his heart. This state is described by the phrase, Their heart is divided. Hosea 10.2 Wherein conflict rages in a person's heart between his two inclinations. For knowledge comes from the good inclination in the heart, and the concealment of knowledge comes from the evil inclination in the heart. And this concealment of knowledge is the heresy and troubling questions with which the evil inclination perplexes a person's heart, so that he should succumb to evil. The remedy for this discordant state is the study of the codes of Jewish law. For this conflict in the heart is rooted in the holy conflict between the Tanaim and Amoraim in the Talmud, wherein they disagree on matters of Torah law, which is reflected in a lower form in this conflict involving the evil inclination. By studying the final legal decisions taught in the codes, however, a person is connected to peace on the level of holiness, since such a final determination makes peace between the conflicting Talmudic authorities, and the conflict in his heart involving the evil inclination is thereby nullified as well. The gateways of the intellect are then opened for him, and he knows how to answer the heresy and doubts in his heart. But as long as a person has not merited to hone and to develop his intellect, he must rely solely upon faith, even in these types of questions, since the most important thing is faith.
Rabbi Nachman's Stories, The Master of Prayer When they came to that land, they approached an individual. Most probably, they approached a wild beast. That is, a person who had so little wealth and such low rank that he was considered a wild animal. They began to speak to him in their way, telling him that wealth is no goal at all, and the only true goal is to serve God. The individual, however, would not listen to them at all. The belief that money was the main thing in life was too deeply rooted in the people there. They went to another individual, and he too would not listen. Finally, one of the Master of Prayer's men engaged the man in conversation, speaking to him at great length. The man eventually said, I don't have any more time to speak to you. Why? asked the other. The man replied, Because we are all preparing to move away from this land. We are migrating to another area. Since we realize that the main goal in life is only wealth, we have decided to move to a land where we can amass wealth. It is a place where gold and silver can be taken from the ground. We are all prepared to migrate to that land. Rebnusson's Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 137 With God's help, Sunday, Nusso, 5594 My dear beloved son, I sent you a letter today with a certain gentleman from Lemberg who is a blood relative of yours. I am sure you received it. I just received your letter along with the letters enclosed with it, and I do not know what to write you now. I do not have time to write you either, since I was occupied until midday entertaining my guest. I will tell you, my beloved son, the coming of this guest ought to be a great source of encouragement for you, because, even though we do not yet know what is going to sprout from it, the whole affair seems to me, even now, to be most remarkable. This was from God, and it is wondrous in our eyes. Every time a book leaves my possession and becomes the possession of someone else, it is something extremely precious. I know that it is very great. It is something I cannot explain. It is all the greater when a book is taken to some faraway place. He took the prayers from me just now, and he gave me a kerbal, ruble. I made an arrangement with him, whereby we will be able to send him letters and to receive answers from him. Judging from what he said, we will be able to print there easily with God's help, if we have the money. Salvation is in God's hands, because whatever of the Rebbe's work we have been able to complete up to now, it has all been accomplished in the most miraculous ways. I therefore believe that this whole incident, too, which God in His kindness has sent our way today, represents a sprouting of salvation. For it is surely not for nothing, God forbid, that three times a day we make the blessing who makes the horn of salvation sprout. We have had glimpses of it with our own eyes many times. It is impossible to articulate all that I feel about this. Just fortify yourself determinedly and fill your soul with joy that we have the merit of being counted among this holy gathering which is called in the Rebbe's holy, awesome name. I trust God that even in this world we will see more great miracles and awesome displays of salvation in connection with the Rebbe's holy work. And this certainly is true after good long years in the eternal world. There, every person will see the incredible gifts of salvation and the amazing, exalted, eternal kindnesses which God did with all of us as a group and with every single one of us individually, every moment of every hour of every day. How great are the deeds of God! His thoughts are very deep. Then we will, then we will sing Him a new song of thanksgiving and will say with joy, What can I give back to God for all the favors He has done for me? Right now, wherever we are, we ought to fortify our souls in this expectation, because, thank God, we have someone to lean on, and much, much more, with God's help. Reb Letters, Year 2, Letter Number 374 Therefore, my brothers and friends, my comrades, students and teachers, God's people, 
fortify yourself, and let us be strong. Let us banish sleep from our eyes over our soul's bitterness, which we are experiencing in these times and in these generations, when our exile has continued for so very long. Most of all, there is the bitter spiritual exile which rises up against every person every day. As our rabbis of blessed memory said, a person's evil urge is renewed in him every day. And they also said in Tractate Kedushin, Not only that, but all the evil urge's business will be with you. As long as the bandage is on you, though, you are safe. Look carefully in the first chapter, page 30. Last Shabbat, I spoke at length about how, just as all the evil urges business is with the person, so must the person respond in kind and let all his business be only in Torah, prayer, and in his conversations with his Creator, with his comrades, and with his teacher. He must engage only in this. As our rabbis of blessed memory said in praise of Torah scholars on the verse, Deuteronomy 33.3, They sat down at your feet and accepted your utterances that Torah scholars weary their feet traveling from place to place doing business in God's words. A person must be extremely careful to practice what is written in the lesson, You will be a kingdom of priests for me, the Kutei Moharan 1, 34, and to radiate upon himself the light from the three points. This is accomplished first by conversing with one's Creator in order to illuminate the point which is within him. Similarly, he must speak about fear of heaven with his friend, so that they shine into each other the unique good point that each one has and that the other does not. And finally, he must also speak with his Rav in order to receive from the universal point. It is necessary to engage in this a great deal every day, and the essence of each person's business should be in this alone. All else is vanity, vanity of vanities, a fleeting wind, totally without substance. Shemot HaTzadikim Min HaKohanim, Yedaya, Yehoyariv, Yachin, Azariah ben Chilkiah ben Meshulam ben Sadok ben Merayot ben Achituv, Adaya ben Yerocham ben Pashchur ben Malkiah, Maasai ben Adiel ben Yachzera ben Meshulam ben Meshilamit ben Imer, Shemaya ben Chashuv ben Azrikam ben Chashavya, Vak Bakar, Cheresh, Galal, Matanya ben Micha ben Zichri ben Asaf, Ovadia ben Shemaya ben Galal ben Yedutun, Berechia ben Asa ben Elkanah, Shalom, Akuv, Talmon, Achiman, Achihem Shalom Harosh, Shalom ben Kore ben Evyasaf ben Korach, Zacharia ben Meshalemia Shoer, Matitya, Yeel. Rebnosan's Prayers 1. Prayer number 115-133 May I turn my eyes, heart, and mind at every moment only to look at the light of the Torah and the true tzaddikim, who shine with a great, awesome, and elevated light, until my desire for this world matters will be nullified. You have revealed to me, and I believe it with complete faith, that this entire world, with all its desires and vanities, is nothing compared to a single point of the Holy Torah and the Holy Tzaddikim, who illuminate the whole world with a wondrous and awesome light. But although this world is so small in quantity and character compared to just one point of the light of the Torah and the Tzaddikim, it stands before people's eyes and prevents them from seeing that great and precious light. Now that you have helped me know and understand all this, have compassion on me for the sake of your name. May I no longer allow myself to fool myself, heaven forbid. May I no longer walk in darkness. May I not stray after my heart and my eyes. May I not lift my eyes at all to look at the empty affairs of this world with its vanities and evil desires that end in bitterness. 
May I turn my eyes aside so that I do not look at any of this. Instead, may my eyes always look straight at the light of the Torah and the true tzaddikim. Shine their sweet light on me until all my desires for this world and its empty affairs will cease and I will truly recognize you. May I gaze upon the pleasantness of Hashem and visit in His palace. You who are filled with compassion, have compassion on me and accept my pleas. Have mercy on me. Help me no longer exchange light for darkness. Bring me out from dimness to brightness, from darkness to a great light, from the murky darkness of the desires and ideas of this world to the pure light of the Torah and the true tzaddikim. Help me spend all of my days drawing close to true tzaddikim and to the holy and awesome teachings that they draw down and reveal and shine in all the worlds at every moment. Have compassion on me for the sake of your name. Have pity on me and my children for the sake of your vast compassion. The kindness of Hashem has not ceased. Your compassion has not been exhausted. Hashem, I stretch my hands out to you. My soul turns to you like a weary land. My eyes are lifted up to you. I have raised my eyes to you, you who dwell in heaven. My eyes are raised to the heights, Hashem. I have been oppressed. Be my guarantor. Be a guarantor to your servant for the good. Do not let the wicked oppress me. My father and king, help me for the sake of your name. Reveal the glory of your sovereignty. Appear soon and cause the light of the Holy Torah and the true tzaddikim to shine on me. From the day of the giving of the Torah until now, you have shown your great light upon us through all of the true tzaddikim since Moses. Because I am so coarse and my sins are so dark, I need your greatest compassion so that you will shine the light of your Holy Torah and the light of the true tzaddikim on me, even now. May I no longer experience any of the desires of this world and its vanities, so that from now on I will return to you in truth and in accordance with your good will. Cause your face to shine on your servant. Save me in your loving kindness. Cause your face to shine on your servant and teach me your laws. May the way of the righteous, like the light of dawn, grow ever brighter until the day is whole. Then you will no longer have the sun for light by day, and the moon will not give you light for brightness. But Hashem will be an everlasting light for you, and your God will be your beauty. Your sun will no longer set, and your moon will not be gathered away. For Hashem will be a light for you forever, and the days of your mourning will be over. And your people will be righteous forever. They will inherit the land, a scion that I planted, the work of my hands in which I take pride. May it happen quickly in our days. Amen. Selah. 1. Prayer 116 137. My Father in heaven, help me judge every person favorably, even those who engage in disputes against me and against true tzaddikim, to the extent of insulting them. May I find merit and good in all of these people. May I truly fulfill the teaching of our sages, do not judge someone else until you have been in his place, so that all dispute in the world will be nullified, and all Jews will attain great peace and unity. You who are filled with compassion, Master of truth and peace, you know the source of all disputes, particularly the dispute that has arisen in our generation among sages and their followers, as a result of which a number of people have fallen. Have compassion on us and on them. Reveal the ultimate truth in the world. Bring about great unity and peace among Jews, the holy nation that you chose. Maybe I am responsible for a dispute, heaven forbid, because of those who dispute me are much holier than I am, as a result of which their hearts are at odds with me. If that is the case, 
Have compassion on me for the sake of your name, and help me truly repent before you until I reach their holiness and the level of the Jewish people as a whole, which is holier and more pure than I am, so that I will reach their place and unite with them in great truth and peace. But maybe they dispute me because they are lower than I am, and they are envious of me, and so they attack and oppose me. If that is the case, have compassion on me for the sake of your name, and help me always judge positively those who oppose me. Teach me in your vast compassion how to find merit and goodness in them, even in the fact that they are disputing me. Then I will raise them and truly bring them to the side of merit. In the end, may they unite with me completely until dispute ceases among all Jews, because when there is oneness, there cannot be dispute. Inspire those who cause dispute and oppose truth to repent of their hatred and opposition, and instead seek truth and peace, as the verse states, love, truth, and peace. As for those who continue to hate and engage in dispute, who do not desire peace, who do not want to return to truth, subdue them and lower them to the dust, so that they will fall and not rise. Silence the lips of falsehood, which slander the righteous with pride and contempt. May Hashem cut off all smooth lips, the tongue that speaks great things. May those who desire my evil be ashamed and destroyed. May all my enemies be deeply shamed and frightened. May they suddenly experience shame. Peace in the world. Have compassion on us for the sake of your name. Place peace in the world because you know how much dispute harms the Jewish people. Have compassion. Have compassion, you who are filled with compassion. And in your wondrous and awesome ways, draw peace into the world. Then all your children will be learned of Hashem, and your children's peace will increase. May great peace come down upon those who love your Torah, so that they will not stumble. You will see your children's children peace upon Israel. May there be peace within your walls, tranquility in your palaces. For the sake of my brothers and friends, I will speak peace to you. For the sake of the house of Hashem our God, I will seek goodness for you. May Hashem give His nation strength. May Hashem bless His nation with peace. May He who makes peace in His heights make peace upon us and upon all Israel and say, Amen.